Welcome again to the Living Enlightened Podcast with Michelle R. Price, the Lightworker, and myself, Becca, from the Insightful Connections. Hello, Becca. How are you, Michelle? Yeah, really, really good. <laughs> um, I wasn't sure what we were doing there, so I'm uh, just I'm living, I'm living. Um, Beck, we are a couple of spiritually rare chicks, if um, the listener at home hasn't heard us before. And look, we like to have a chat, you and I, every so often, probably several times a week, we'd catch up. And so we thought we might as well stick this on air so people could actually listen to us, which is really fun. And absolutely, absolutely. And it's and today, like our mission is just to raise awareness outside of the 3D happenings. That's it. That's it. And that's pretty important. Um, and this is episode six, I believe, Rebecca. So I think just, so. I think yeah. so. I need yeah. a tally. I said this the other week. I need a tally. I need to, to put, I'm going to. I'm going to make up a tally. Um, actually, no, <laughs> six, seven. It is episode eight, this episode. It's episode eight. Yeah, it's just written into the uh, title there. I'll put it at, at the end. Um, so episode eight, welcome to it. Great to I be back. I can't believe it just flew by. I know. <laughs> eight episodes. It's funny, isn't it? Um, now, Rebecca, we'd like to catch up on what we've been up to for the week. We do, Michelle. What have you been up to? Uh, what have so, you learned? I know you've tried something new this week. Uh, can't wait. I like, I need to shave my head and uh, get a tattoo. And that's what I did, Rebecca. I um, shaved half my hair off, as I just sort of showed you a little like, close version. It's um, uh, one, number one. And yeah, it was actually really amazing. I just, I just woke up and it was weird. I was just like, I don't look like myself. Um, there's something missing here. And I knew I was thinking Hunger Games, you know, Natalie Dormer from Hunger Games, the one that's got the shaved head and she's got a tattoo on the side of it. So that was what I was sort of channeling. Um, and my hair was, you know, halfway down my back and she just put it in a ponytail and like chopped, you know, the whole thing. And she was like, I got it done just locally here. And um, she was like, oh my God, are you okay? Do you want some deep breaths? And I'm just like, <laughs> It's totally fine. Just rip it off. It's cool. And my hair goes really fast. And, um, you know, it was really interesting because I had this sort of epiphany. It was like, people are like, why'd you do it? And what's going on? And it must've been terrifying. And I'm like, no, it was actually really great to shed because it's like, once you get rid of that, that was like 2020 and 2021. I don't get my hair cut that often. So there was a lot of energy in my hair. And it was like, when I saw it on the ground, I was like, wow, that is gone. And it felt awesome. I feel so much lighter, not just because of the weight, but just, you know, because of that energy, that heavier energy. And I really felt like I shed that. And being a light worker, it's awesome, you know, to be able to shed some of that, that heavier energy. So it was quite profound for me, quite a profound experience. And, you know, having even her shave that, because it was such a strange feeling. I've never had anyone shave my head before. So I hadn't, you know, yeah experienced that so that was even really interesting but since I put up a post about it on my page Michelle Price the Lightworker if you want to find me on Facebook and um, a lot of other lightworkers are actually messaging me going oh my god we've all had the desire to shave our heads as well isn't that weird so and I said yeah. that I said that when you yeah. first because um, I think I was one of the first people that you showed the picture yeah, to you were, I was yeah. just like oh my gosh everyone is cutting their hair up yeah. above the shoulders yep Yep. It's a big thing. Crazy. It's a huge it thing. And I don't know, I don't know if it's the same reason. Like, I don't know if subconsciously we're all doing it for that reason, just to shed, you know, that energy it may be, but, um, it feels amazing. And I also, um, at the time when I sort of woke up and was like, I don't look like myself. I also decided in that moment that I had to get a tattoo, but I didn't know what it was going to look like or where it was going to be or anything. But I said to my husband, I was like, I'm going to shave my head and I'm also getting a tattoo. And he was like, um, and he didn't believe either of it until I was sitting in the hairdressing salon and I showed him a photo, I sent him a video of me actually shaving my head. And he was like, oh my God, 
Um, and he actually really likes it, which is good. But um, yeah, now he's sort of coming to terms with the tattoo idea as well. So yeah, it's... Um, <laughs> so will this be your first tattoo or...? No, no, I've got another one, but it was just a mainstream tattoo, whereas this one is channeled. So I'm actually thinking, this girl's very popular. I mean, I can't get in to see her till she's got one date in January and she's got three dates in April at this stage. That's earliest I can Whoa. get in. So she's really, really busy, but she actually channels for a light worker friend of mine, um, the tattoos for their group. So she's just epic. And this is, she quit a job and she's literally, um, my light worker friend literally said that she's booked up around six months in advance, mm -hmm. but she must have a couple of dates whether someone's cancelled or something. Um, so I've just tried to request the January date as soon as possible. And yeah, I'll be talking a bit more about that, but it's just very interesting. She channels, she speaks to your spirit guides. It may even be someone worthwhile getting on. You know, she's very busy, but maybe we get her on and have a chat about it because it's just fascinating. Absolutely. She does the old school dot tattoos. So this is the original before they had tattoo guns where they inject yep. the needle in the ink and needle in ink and it's all very um, time consuming and, you know, but really authentic and that's how they used to do it. So I'm so excited. Yeah, I would love to get her on here and have a chat with her yeah. and just hear all about it. Yeah, that such is an interesting exciting. story. And she was this mainstream. She was very mainstream before getting into this somehow, um, just creative energy. But yeah, as I said to Beck, the, the thing that clinched it for me, because when I got my Tesla pendant, it was the same sort of thing where I was sort of presented with people where I was like, oh my God, what is that? What is that? And it was the same with the tattoos. I saw one of my students and also another girl today at a housewarming party with her tattoos, the same you know, girl doing them. And I just thought, well, that's, that's a sign. That's, that's a massive sign for me. And that kind of ties in well with what we're talking about today. Um, in today's episode, Beck. So what's been going on with you, love? What's your uh, your takeaway and all of that? Oh my gosh. Well, I have, I've had a really good week, mm -hmm. really good week, super busy week, but yep. really smooth and just feeling satisfied with everything. Like beautiful going about my business and just feeling satisfied, which is brilliant because it also helps with, you know, going downstream and just letting life happen and just going with the flow and not having to stress about anything can create all these, you know, vibrations that we don't want. So really feeling satisfied. Um, I did do on the weekend, I did the last part of my um, ACT wildlife um, training for birds. This is so, so good. Congratulations. It is so cool. It is so cool. Thank you. Um, so that's what that's about here is obviously I'm in Canberra here and ACT Wildlife are the ones that come around and help get called out to help out all the native animals so like echidnas and kangaroos and uh, possums and, and, you know, the joeys, everything wow. from, you know, from, you know, birds, lizards, turtles, mm -hmm. you name it, anything native, anything native and they, they rescue these these beautiful creatures um so i've gone into the bird obviously if you know if you if the viewers been, um or the listeners have been following my um instagram i've got a lot of birds up there i love love my birds mm -hmm. love my birds and little syria um, and i just thought yeah this is definitely something i want to do so i signed up did all the training and i've got that now and then they just happened to open up the uh, the warehouse like the the, the shed out at Duffy where they they sort of it's one of their bases there and went out there just to get some supplies some syringes for the baby birds and and you know bandages and all the different things we might need um to to, to care for them and to look after them and it's all sort of not-for-profit so everything they get are you know donations and and what have you um but 
I was talking to Marg, Marg there, um, who is the president of the bird side of things, and she was like, we we're having a chat about it, just finished my training, she was like, it was really good to see you on the training today, everything. And I said, I have to tell you, my favourite birds, my favourite birds, and they're like my spirit animal, are owls and crows or ravens. And she's gone, oh, I have to show you something. I'm like, okay. So we went out the back, all the way down. They've got this massive aviary there, massive aviary, like a light path for these two oh barn owls what? that they have in there. I put it up on the, I put it up on the Living in Light page oh. and on my um, Insightful Connections page and on my Instagram. I'm like, this is just so going everywhere. Everyone's going to be jealous, and I love this. They're epic little <laughs> so birds. Cool. Epic they were so beautiful, but I got to actually stand in there and look up at them, and I was just like, I was just so drawn to that. You could not get the smile. It was like ear to ear, past my ears. I was just in the zone. It was so cool. So well, cool. the people haven't seen your Insightful Connections page, and your sister did the um, logo. It is an owl. Yeah. It is, it an, is owl. an owl. So it's not surprising <laughs> that you love them that much. It's not surprising. Yeah. And and my sister as well, Tiffany, um, she put she drew the tattoo that I have on my back, which is the owl. Yes. The crow. And what's the other one? The eagle. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. <laughs> we had to think about I that. Forgot. I did. I had to look at that uh, think about that one. Um, which was, you know, um, so that was a cover-up for a butterfly I had when I was many years younger, uh-huh. um, which sort of got a bit faded and, and what have you. And I just said, I want to cover it up. Can you do this? And she did this beautiful thing. So I've got them there too. Amazing. Um, so, yes, love the owls, love my crows, love my eagles. And they did have and a couple of the other uh, aviaries out there because, I mean, we rehabilitate them. So we, we help them get better and, and release them into the wild again. So um, they had a falcon in there, which was really cute. Oh, my but Lord. I didn't see that one. I missed that one. <sighs> like, I don't know. I reckon I would have just died if that had been there too. Yeah. <laughs> I would just be like, okay, I'm done. That's <laughs> it. Take me in heaven. Sign me up. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. And I love that they're able to rehabilitate them because the ones I saw in Tassie, which um, you've seen the photo of, uh, they were amazing, the little owls. Um, they were 20 frogmouth though and, they couldn't be rehabilitated, so they just remain there forever. That's the rest of their life in that little cage. And it wasn't as huge as what you're describing, so they don't have a lot of room to actually fly, and it's uh, quite sad. So it's nice, you know, if they can rehabilitate them and get them back out there, then um, I'm a happy lady. So, yeah, so that's great work. I've been in the garden this afternoon making room for my Avery to come yes. so that when I do get them, you're ready to I'll go. have them out there. Yeah, under the under the cameras, under the security cameras, I've got it all set out perfectly, Amazing. just where I got, want it all. <laughs> that for the kids too. I mean, that's a great experience for the kids, you know, to go oh, through yeah. that and watch that oh, process. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And, Makes and us all a bit more super aware. exciting. Yeah, super exciting for them. Wow. Which is good. And it'd be nice to be able to. Um, I think I put it in my post that it would be great to sort of like one on one with the energy, sensing the energy, and mm-hmm. obviously with the Reiki healing, using that and the Tesla. Yeah. Yep. Um, technology as well. Um, so I'm, I'm just so excited about it all. I'm oh really gosh. excited. I don't blame you. I don't blame you, Beck. Um, love the theme for today is, and I did sort of sort of allude to this earlier with some of the things I was saying, but the theme for today is um, angels and sort of, I guess, otherworldly, you know, people and beings. Um, and this is because you and I were sort of chatting about our encounters one afternoon. Beck and I are really into paranormal and all of that. So 
um, yeah, we thought we might as well get together and sort of compare our stories and have a little chat around that topic. And I think it's very interesting for listener at home and any of you who are listening, if you want to share with us your stories on our Facebook page or in our email, if you want to do it more personally, livingenlightened33 at uh, gmail.com. But um, yeah, Beck, let's, um, let's have a chat. Do you want me to sort of kick things off today or? Yeah, take it away, Michelle. You've got so many fascinating stories. Like, yeah, I've got a few. Just, I'm gonna, just, yeah, I'm going to surprise I'm going to be here all, all night. night. Yeah, yeah, we will be here all night. <laughs> um, and we are recording at night time. So, you know, recently, Beck, I was listening to a Christian radio station, which I just love. It's up here on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland, Australia, where I live. And the lady I was listening to was sort of chatting about angels on earth and how sometimes they test us. They come down and they sort of test us. So they're walking around in sort of a human form um, to see if we'll actually help them out, give them a little helping hand. So I just thought it was really beautiful. And she gave the example of, yes, you know, homeless person, you know, you just walked past and they're sort of sitting there maybe, you know, begging or doing it tough. Um, an elderly person who may have fallen over, maybe a disabled person's trying to get across the road, they're having some trouble. You know, all these sorts of scenarios, you know, if we're really busy, we're not living super in the present, it can be easy to miss those opportunities, you know, to help someone. And she was sort of giving the example that, you know, these people or these, you know, angels, let's say, uh, presenting us with these, you know, dilemmas um, to see if we'll actually stop and take the time, you know, and it's all about being present, isn't it? You know, in alignment and uh, that's what all meditation and breath work is all about. So, um, yeah, I just really love that um, and that sort of made a lot of sense to me and that's where I also thought, yeah, this is a great talk topic for us. But uh, recently a friend of mine uh, who reads auras, I was sort of chatting to her, but um, re- years ago before this, um, she was saying that homeless people actually have the most amazing auras and she, the reason she noticed this is because she was watching people react to a homeless person who was in a park and people were going past and because she's very psychic and very connected, their auras were getting really murky. The people who were sort of walking past and judging the homeless person, no one was really helping. People were just like, oh my God, they smell or they need money or whatever. And their auras were just really murky. And the homeless person's aura was this brilliant, you know, colorful kind of rainbow, like gorgeous. And she said to me, I'll never forget that, Michelle, because she said, I realized that a lot of homeless people, and it's not every situation, but a lot of them are presented to us as a bit of a challenge, you know, a bit of a lesson. You know, how do we react? Do we go over and help them out? Do we go and, you know, buy them a cup of um, tea or, you know, a little meal or something? Um, You know, do we actually sort of spend the time looking at that person and seeing what they actually need? So, you know, these people are teachers. And I think that that's just a really incredible opportunity, but we do need to be paying attention and not racing about and, um, and missing these opportunities because I feel like once we're, you know, on the other side, we um, can look back on this and go, wow, you know, I just didn't realize I was doing, you know, um, assisting an angel or, you know, whatever it may be. So, um, you know, I think keep your eyes peeled, Rebecca. Um, and they do have a beautiful, um, energy, you know, especially when it is an angel sort of coming down, you know, in that form, um, they do sort of, yeah, have a different sort of energy about them. Definitely do. And, and, and it's, um, I just, I just wanted to say there, like, I just sort of came into my head too, that, you know, you don't necessarily, you may not necessarily, um, and you're saying keep your eyes open and what have mm. you, but even in doing that, you may not necessarily realise oh, that yeah. you've been assisted or you have assisted, yeah. um, which is, which is um, really interesting. I was in um, a government, I'm not going to go too much into this one, um, but this was just, just even to today, I like my mouth just, drops open 
when I think about it and I'm just like, how did this happen? So I was in this government building and I was really stressed. I had to go through this process and it was, it was just um, very overwhelming and I, I had no support. I was by myself. Um, so I thought, um, but I, I was there really stressed and, and um, on a break and, and had to go back into this particular room with, with these people. Um, and I just didn't know what to say. Like, I didn't know where I was going to go from here, what I was going to say. And I actually, I sat there and I was like, please just send me an angel. Please send me an angel. Please send me. And I was just <laughs> like, please send me an angel. And genuinely, you know, from, from a, from a, a place of, you know, I was, I was really intentions. quite concerned. Yeah. yeah. Genuine intentions. I was really concerned for what was going to happen. Um, so anyway, no sooner had I did that, I was, sort of there writing down notes and stuff. And as soon as I'd done that, I had looked up to take a breath. And at that same moment, one particular person who I'd met a few years back came walking towards me and sat down next to me, which is not with his position, wouldn't normally do that. Um, you know, they they sort of... Um, it, it's hard to go into the details of it, but mm. normally they just go about their business and, and you know, they'll say wave or say hello or something. But it's that's out of character. It. They, don't, they don't have time to sit down mm. um, effectively. But I was at, you know, I'd, I'd asked for this angel and I just looked and I just knew this was my angel. I knew this person was my angel. Anyway, he sat down and he's chatting with me and he's like, how are you going? What are you doing? Don't tell me this is going on and blah, 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 blah. Okay, right. And he's like, just say this, write it down. I'm like, okay. So I sat down, wrote it down, wrote it down, wrote it down, wrote it down. Um, and then I just, I just really can't stop for long, have to go. And up they got and off they went. And I just sat there going, my goodness. And when I actually looked down, because I wasn't actually listening to what the words were, I was just too busy writing it down and, and just doing what I was told to do. So when I actually, it wasn't until I got back in the room and had to do what I was, I was like, where is that piece of paper? And I've got it here in front of me. And I didn't even read it, did not even read it before I said it. And I just went bang in there to these people, to this panel of people. And I'm like, blah, 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 blah. Read out my scribble. I hope I got it all right because I was writing really fast. Um, and it changed the whole direction of everything changed the whole direction of everything i walked out of there and i was just like oh my gosh wow i just love him so much he's my angel that was Ask my angel that was the angel and thank you thank you thank you universe i could not i sat in the car for about half an hour going so much gratitude like in tears so much gratitude mm. tears i was just so much gratitude and just thank you thank you thank you and it was just incredible it mm. was really what i needed right then that's life-changing um, and of course it was, it was very much so. And of course, you know, I sort of don't wait for something drastic to happen now to mm -hmm. ask for help or yep. to speak, you know, I will quite often just be talking out loud or asking my, my guides questions or asking mm -hmm. the angels questions and doing, you know, that sort of thing. It's, it's very important not to, you know, just call on them when you're in desperate need but, as a spare time um, yeah some people describe yeah. it as a spare time yeah as a spare when there's time, a breakdown yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. absolutely so um and i think um you michelle <laughs> it's so wonderful you're just 
full of so much wisdom and um, that is something I think we've discussed before where you've mm-hmm. said call on them anytime don't don't just wait ask those questions so yeah, yeah. we've had this discussion before mm-hmm. but um, yeah definitely yeah. definitely yeah. Yeah, and I will talk a little bit about, um, I guess, that question and answer thing as well. But, um, Beck, you probably, and I know you have heard of the term earth angels. There's a variety of beliefs around this, but I thought it was relevant to mention, you know, because I sort of mentioned the other, you know, angels down here posing, you know, problems and that sort of thing. But um, my belief is that earth angels, and I believe that I was one because I do have um, sensations around my shoulder blades, um, be itchy and scratchy sometimes. And I've read that that is a sign, you know, that you're an earth angel because your body remembers having wings. And, you know, my belief is that some angels give up their wings and they come to earth and have sort of, you know, very big challenges, emotional relationships, whatever it is, um, losing people, um, all of that. So I do feel that, you know, some of us are that, you know, where we've sort of come down, um, we're suffering, you know, I guess you may say in certain circumstances, but, you know, it's always part of our soul path and whatever we can learn. And I'm sort of that sort of person. I always sort of say, you know, I'll just try and learn whatever I can, you know, out of the situation that's sort of presented to me. I see everything as, I guess, a teaching tool. Yes, we're still human. Yes, you know, we get caught up in stuff um like the rest of you know the population but for the large part i feel like i try to use everything as a teaching tool just you know choose how long you're going to stay in that energy for and you know move through it as quickly as you can because it is a bit painful um but yeah i've definitely had my life saved more than once and that is by um, an angelic energy um i actually have had really three i guess um encounters that i recall um very much so um, with angels. And I always just felt like I had an important job to do. And I did feel like I wasn't, I've never put my life deliberately at risk, um, you know, running around going, Oh my God, I'm going to be saved or whatever. But it's like, I just knew that there was like some sort of job that I had to do, like an important job. And I felt like I would live definitely into my, you know, older years because of that reason. So I did have an instance where I was on the Gold Coast and I was sort of uh, walking along with my dog um, and I was feeling a bit scared. It was dark. I was walking around a lake. It was nighttime and there weren't any other people around. And I sort of was walking along and I just thought, oh, okay, I don't want to walk any further. It's, it's very dark. I'm a bit worried. And so there was all these dark trees up ahead of me. So I turned around. I started walking back towards the tavern, um, which was a quite a distance in front of me. And then I heard this weird high-pitched voice go, do not be afraid. And it was like this kind of old voice, an old lady's voice or something, but it was quite piercing. And I was like, oh my God. And I jumped. And then a man in this funny T-shirt, I think it had rainbows and keep smiling or something weird on it. And he like ran past me. And my dog, weirdly enough, my dog was very protective of me. He was a boy, didn't even Mm. react. It was like, there was no one actually there. And this person's run out of the dark past us and my dog did nothing. And so I I was looking at this person and I'm going, what just happened? Because it was just weird, that voice and everything. And it was a lady's voice. So I turned back around. I looked behind me where he'd come from and it was pitch black. There was no one down there and it was still a bit of a distance. So he showed up from freaking nowhere. And then I turned back around to look towards the tavern and he wasn't there anymore. He'd gone. There was no one there in front of me. (laughs) And it was too far. There's no way. I mean, unless he was running at the speed of light, it was too far. So... That you still was, would have seen him. Yeah. yeah, that was one encounter. And literally I just said, I'm really scared. Can you help me out here? That's what I requested. Yeah. So it's always a request. Um, when I was younger and I was studying at TAFE, I was actually walking past a bus stop. And this wasn't anything like life-changing or earth-shattering, but I was literally, I had this woman walk up to me and she had the most blue eyes I've ever seen in my life. They were almost like see-through, like blue, like so clear. 
You just got goosebumps, yes. Yeah, so. I just got goosebumps. It went all the way down my back. And she was looking into my soul. She looked into my soul and she looked at me and she said, have you got the time? And I said, no. And I'm pretty sure she used my name. And then she said, oh, sorry, I said, yes, it's, you know, blah, 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 time or whatever. And she just looked at me and said, thank you so much. And she looked so deep inside of me. I was like, oh my God, she can see my insides. Like I knew she could see my heart, like everything. <laughs> it was next level. And this is years ago. This was when I was like, just left school. So 90, early nineties. And yeah, that was next level. Um, and I don't know what the purpose of that was, but I just knew, I just felt it. So whether they're sort of warming me up, seeing if I'm aware of them or something, I don't know. Um, but that was, you know, before that running with the dog thing. And then I had an accident, um, took me a long time to tell Jason this, but I had an accident nearly, um, where I was really, really exhausted. I was working, you know, freelance journalism. I was working around the clock. I wasn't, I was working seven days a week, you know, just nonstop for a whole year. I think I had two days off in a year and I was working open close everything. Like it was just next level made a lot of money but it didn't really work because I ended up having to pay tax back because I earned too much but you know the moral of the story was I was exhausted and I was driving mm. along and I went to merge into another lane and something and the best way I can describe this was like a human form a human form jumped through the middle of the car um was around where my uh, I've got a manual so it was around where the um actually I think they might have been my auto but yeah it was around that center console and um basically grabbed the steering wheel and I'm trying to turn it this way and the um to the left and the being is turning it to the right so it was this weird situation where I was fighting against this being I'm kind of aware that there's a person like form here but it's so weird like your brain's not really catching up you're like oh this is totally normal I'm trying to turn the steering wheel you know to the left it's going back to the right it was really strong and because of this happening, my brain finally caught up and I looked and there's a massive four-wheel drive, like huge four-wheel drive, big Land Cruiser thing. And if I had hit that, dead. Like I would have flipped, I would have been dead. It was like um, yeah. an 80K stretch of road or 90K stretch of road or something. Uh, not a good situation. So this no, being not at all. Yeah, the being disappeared um, and I didn't you know, feel it anymore. Once the emergency was over, whether that was like a guardian, it probably was a guardian angel, um, but it was mm -hmm. definitely an angel of some form. Um, it was really strong, you know, and I tried super hard to turn that steering wheel and I couldn't and it just, yeah, it's weird how your brain is. Yeah. Your brain catches up and then I'm like, oh my God. Um, that was just incredible. Really amazing experience. Yeah. Until the adrenaline stops. Speaking oh, of angels. Yeah. Hello, little Miss Joy. Little Joy Joy the healer. The, little Joy the Joy the healer. Yeah, she's talking well. about angels and she jumps up on the table. Yes, my little cat. She likes to be on the table. <laughs> oh, I was doing a um, a golden angel meditation one night. Um, oh, just just a couple of months back, actually. And it was it was such an amazing experience. Now I will do. I will just sort of listen to, you know, the. the Final beats and things. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Binaural beats, that sort of thing. Sometimes just to fall asleep and 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 what have you. But this particular night, I just knew I had to do this one. I was just like, I'm going to look up the Golden Angel. Got into bed, had it there, had my headphones in. <laughs> I actually have one in. I only only have one, so I can still hear what's going on around me. For the kids, yeah. Being a mum, that's right. Being for the kids. Um, so anyway, I had done this and I had fallen really quickly into this, this deep sleep. Um, and I woke up, it was interesting because I woke up, I could still hear this music and I couldn't hear anything else going on, but I had been asleep. I felt really rested and I just sort of like, you know, when your eyes are closed and you're just sort of waking up again, 
Mm. And you're just sort of coming to awareness. So I must have been really deep down into it. But I did this and I opened my eyes and I could see this golden light above me. It was like this, um, what I want to say to describe it to everyone is, um, you know, like the northern lights, how they sort of oh, shimmer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it was like it wasn't obviously as big as that and not as colourful, but mm-hmm. it was golden. It was wow. absolutely beautiful and it was Shimmering. just there above me. And where it was, I've got this big cabinet there, like this big old antique-looking cabinet thing there. Um, and it was just it was just amazing. I opened up my eyes and I looked at it and I just sort of watched it. And then went back to sleep. Like I just could not control it. I just went straight back to sleep. You were meant to see that though. I was meant to see it. I was meant to see it um, because I had actually asked and I recall like set the intention that that the angels would be with me and help me heal Mm -hmm. um, and I would know that they had been there to heal me. Wow. To help me with my healing. And And that was a confirmation. Yeah, that was my confirmation. I felt like I was just ready to wake up and face the day. Mind you, it's like the middle of the night, so there was no way I was doing that. Mm -mm -mm. But um, that's how I felt. I'd fallen asleep. I had woken up feeling just fantastic. And then I was just asleep again. Like Mm -hmm. there was no way, you know. It was knocked out. It was, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So that was really cool. That was a very exciting experience. Wow, that is unbelievable. And I haven't heard that story before, Beck. So, um, yeah, great story. Love that. Yeah, there's a lot of messengers around at the moment. And I guess um, from, you know, what I've been seeing with my clients and stuff, a lot of people have been talking about, you know, having a question, posing a question, then having it answered by some random. And I just find this super exciting. Um, I did want to give a couple of examples, I guess, because we're, um, you know, finishing up in a little bit. But one of them um, is really uplifting and, and, well, both of them are really uplifting, but they do sound a little scary um, from the outset. But um, I'll just run through very briefly because Beck's heard these before, but the Archangel Michael one, I love Beck, you know, with that girl in the alleyway. And this was a client of mine who told me this story and it was her niece. It was some sort of relative in, of hers in Melbourne. And the girl decided to take a shortcut through an alleyway in Melbourne. And um, it was very, very late at night. And thank you, Joy, the cat. Um, and she was walking through this alleyway and she saw a dude at the end of the alleyway and was thinking, oh, this isn't good. Um, it was quite a sinister sort of feeling. And um, so she was like, oh, do I turn around? You know, then I'll draw attention to myself. He might be able to chase me. You know, like she was trying to decide whether to, you know, keep walking. So she said to Archangel Michael, can you, because that's someone who she worked with, can you please protect me and keep me safe so that I can get through this alleyway? And I think she might've done a little Archangel Michael sort of blessing or prayer or something. Anyway, she kept walking and this guy's looking at her and she's looking at the guy and they're getting closer together and he's looking at her and she's thinking, oh my God, he wants to kill me. She just knew. She was like, he wants to kill me. Mm. And she was terrified, but she kept walking and he was looking at her and she's looking at him and he let her walk past. She walked straight past him. And she's like, what just happened? Like she was expecting fully to be arrested, you know, assaulted and stuff and he didn't touch her. The next morning she woke up and there was a story on the news about these rapes and murders in an alleyway in Melbourne. And it was the same one she'd walked through and she saw that a man had been arrested and it was him, same guy that she'd seen in the alleyway. So she went to the police station and said, look, I just want to let you know, I actually walked through this alleyway. He didn't touch me. What's the deal? What's going on? Can you check with him? And they went and asked the guy and he said, she was with a seven foot tall man. Like I wasn't going to go anywhere near her. Are you kidding? And I've seen Michael a few times. Um, I'm a medium by trade, if you um, aren't familiar with what I do. And I've seen Michael a few times and he 100% is, um, well, you know, over seven foot uh, tall. He's very, very big. 
and he was walking along behind her and he managed to manifest to a very bad person, you would say, you know, someone who's, you know, a bit of a bad seed. So that's the power of angels, Rebecca, you know, they can materialize and appear to anybody um, in that sort of human form. So that's one of my favorite stories. The other one, just briefly, was I was locked in a room with a, um, a man in a home during a paranormal investigation. Um, the bedroom was concrete. Um, it, the lights were out. Not a good situation. And he was near the door and I couldn't get out. And um, I was just trying to act all cool and calm and everything. And he was like, oh, you know, come over here. I want to show you this thing. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm like listening to my mind. And my mind was saying, do not move, do not move. And it was a voice. It was a very stern voice. And it was like, do not move, do not move. Um, so long story short, I didn't move. Um, eventually my team arrived. They'd been running late. They arrived. Um, one of the kids knocked on the door and he let me out and I got out of the room. Wasn't feeling like a good situation. The next day I had a bit of PTSD and whatnot. And, um, one of my girlfriends had asked me to go and meet her at this art studio on the Sunshine Coast. And I wasn't really in the mood. I was feeling pretty like upset. I was getting very emotional for no reason or no good, you know, nothing that was sort of spring to mind, but obviously it was from the night before. So I went over there and I thought I'll just hang out for a bit. Anyway, I rock up and there's a Reiki Sakim healer. Um, and she looked at me and I've worked with her before. And she said, Michelle, what happened to you? And I said, oh, blah, 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 this happened. And she said, I need to take you back there. And I went, I really don't want to go back there. But she took me back into the room and she said, look, um, have a look around and see, tell me what you see. And I looked and Rebecca, I swear to God, there were four massive angels um, forming pillars around me uh, to either side of me. I was with my back against the wall and then two in front of me and they'd formed this barrier. It was like a pyram- uh, perimeter and it was like this kind of pale blue, very uh, whitish, bluish sort of perimeter. So it was actually like a force field. So it was mm. like this battle between good and evil. And I can't explain that at a human level, but at a energetic level, he couldn't get to me. He didn't have permission and I wasn't given permission. So I'm so grateful that I listened to that voice. But I want to say to you know the listener at home, if you have the voice that says to you, don't walk down the alleyway, don't walk down it because you're just kind of testing a little bit. You know, it's an awesome story, you know, to tell with the alleyway story. And certainly with what I had, I had a lot of feelings to knock it out of that car, to not walk up to the front yard, but he had children there. You know, that's how things happen. He had family and kids there when that happened that's to right. him, you know, you have and so to trust, those trust your instinct. Don't look at the family and yeah. think, oh, it's all good, you know, because we don't want to have to have them bail us out. Anyway, one of my clients is a singer in, um, in America. She's amazing. Um, and she recently has had four encounters with messengers where she posed a question. These random people are walking up to her and saying exactly what she needs to hear. It's insane. And I'm telling you specific things um, like, you know, you're a star. Several of them said you're a star and I didn't know about it. Then a mum in spirit comes through and goes star, star, star. And my client's like, oh my God, oh my God. Um, all these messengers. So she's had four of these people just randomly talking to her and saying profound things. And then Joanna's um, the one I was telling you about, Joanna uh, Walden, who's another light worker like us, and she's a multidimensional healer. In New Zealand, she went into um, a bar. She was picking up some friends. This is when she was in her teens. And um, she had a few, you know, things going on with advertising and making money in that way. But, um, you know, I thought there's more, there's got to be more, you know, to life. And she um, went into this bar in New Zealand, saw these two guys, made an excuse to go and um, sit with them. And she asked for a lighter for her cigarette or whatever. And um, they proceeded to answer all of her questions, all of her questions about her life purpose, all of her questions about what she'd be doing for the rest of her life, why she was here, um, talking about her Akashic records, the whole thing. And um, she thanked them. Yeah, she stood up and she said it was really surprising because I wasn't expecting that. So I didn't actually, she says to this day, she doesn't really remember everything they said, but she just knew that it would make sense later and that certain things would, you know, drop in when they were meant to. 
but um, that was amazing, like absolutely profound. And she ended up quitting her advertising job a few years later and is now a multidimensional healer amongst other things. So there's a lot to be grateful for. You know, there's a lot of amazing uh, work happening out there, despite the fact that, you know, things are heavy and, you know, there's conversations and whatever's going on. Um, there's still an amazing thing happening etherically for all of us in that. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And I just want to say on the etheric level, I just, just in case anybody who was listening when um, Michelle's friend took her back, the, the, the Reiki healer, mm. the, the healer that you went to and took you back to address that stress yeah, that you had yeah. attached. Yeah. Um, so when she said to take you back, you didn't actually physically go back to the house. You sort of, um, Oh, correct. Yeah. 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 Just visual. Yeah. 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 yeah just yeah. visual. I'll just definitely visual not going back to the house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, so, no, no. Um, you know, yeah. if you're ever in a situation like that, certainly don't put yourself back in that situation. Oh Lord. No, no, no. That's a good one to stipulate. Thank you for clearing that. Yeah. I just, I just wanted just to, to say, eye. I think, I don't know, that just might be the mum thing happening there. Yeah. No, just, please just said that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I spent some time with a dear friend of mine today. I was um, helping her with her Christmas lights. I know we spoke about this just before yeah. we started recording, but I don't know if I actually. No, I think you it. missed it out. Yeah, I was actually going to remind no, I you. I did. That's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, so I'm with a dear friend. Um, she's an elderly lady, and then I um, help. I just love putting up Christmas lights for her because it's something that she's always wanted to do, something she can't really do herself yeah. at the moment. And um, and I just get so much joy and just so much, like I just feel so good going over there and, and make, putting up all these lights and then showing up the next really night really going, wow, it's so beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. so shiny and sparkly. Beautiful um, It is, yeah. So, um, and I, I just actually not long ago got message from, from her, she sent me some photos of it, which was just, oh, it's just so... Oh, yeah, it's different at night. You wouldn't have seen it lit up. No, no, yeah. no, no. So I haven't seen it lit up yet. Um, I will be going there to see it one night. Yay. But, um, so, yeah, I just, you know, That's just so doing those sorts of things as yeah. well. Because I... I yeah, well, this this particular dear friend um, truly believes in angels and... Oh. I just loves them and and it's just um just so fitting that that occurred today and we managed to get through tonight to, to do this recording so good timing very, very hey nothing by accident absolutely but with another dear friend of mine um just last week um we got invited around to her house for dinner mm -hmm. and the reason why she invited me around and and my partner Matt was so that we could celebrate with her St Michael's day so it was sort of a dinner to which is saint michael being archangel michael mm -hmm. um um to to celebrate you know and honor him it's it's, it's the, the date and and the day to do that for him um and she was sitting there telling us about why she started honoring archangel michael and it was just so i was just like yep i'm ready i'm here and i'm like front and center yep. <laughs> sitting up straight i'm there <laughs> it was um it was really um an interesting story which i thought i would just sort of mention here yeah. um so the reason why she started honoring him was um she had been in this sort of relationship which wasn't wasn't the best sort of relationship wasn't a very good one and she had gone to church one one week and there was this something was happening at church uh, so there was a lunch, there was like some sort of feast there, that that sort of thing was going on. 
Um, and she came across this lady at the church who, um, she was a lady in black, just wearing complete black. And um, she thought maybe she just, just said, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I've never seen her here before. I don't know. Maybe she's mourning. Um, she was an old, like an older, old lady. Um, and so they, they sort of, as she came past this lady, she looked up at her and she said, uh, she started a conversation with my friend and she was talking about her and she was saying, you know, Archangel Michael um, started talking about St. Michael and, and, and what have you and, and Archangel Michael. And she's like, oh, okay. So they had this bit of a conversation and then she said, look, she said, you're in a situation you can't um, in this relationship. It's not very good. You need to get out of it. I need you to go back. She said, you don't live far from here, do you? And then she looked at her, at my friend and went, no, you don't. She said, you need to go home and get me some water and bring it back here. And my friend's like, what? I have to go home, get you water and then come back here. That's the like, weirdest thing I've right. ever heard. Yeah, that's what she thought. She was just like, it was just so bizarre. I had to do it. <laughs> you know, it was just one of those bizarre things. She had to do it. She just knew she had to do it. So she drove all the way home, went to go to the house to get it but of course this person she was in a relationship with was up inside and he thought she was at church and she just didn't want to get into all of this so she took it from the outside <laughs> she got this container rinsed it all out put it up in the water took it back to the church found this lady okay and she said come with me followed her out the back handed her the water and this lady started praying over the water talking with archangel michael or saint michael um, and was praying over this water and blessing it and just, just was doing this for some time. And then she stood up and she said, take the water with you and gave her instructions with what to do with this water. And she said, and it'll be gone. It'll be fine. She's like, okay. So she went and put the water in my friend, put the water in her car, came back in to look for the lady because they'd sort of started seating people for this, this, this meal. Uh, or whatever it was that we're doing. Um, but she was looking for this lady and she could not find her anywhere. Like she had just, she just gone. She's looking wow. at her, she's gone out the back where they were praying. She went, she said, nope, she's not there. She checked the Everything bathroom. Everything is standing up. And she said to the people, she said, where did she go? The lady that was here in the black, the old, older lady with the black, where is she? And they were like, I have no idea who you're talking about. Nobody else had seen her. That's unbelievable. I know she was telling me that and I've got goosebumps Same. Now, but like everywhere yeah. she was telling me this story and I was just like oh my gosh so that's next know, level nobody nobody knew who she was there was nobody here in black and what happened with the water did she tell you what happened with the water she took it home she did what she needed to do and 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 she actually just sort of brushed her hands like this and said it was all gone it was all gone wow was all, she wasn't in that situation anymore it wow. was amazing Wow. So she gets it and she blessed her house with it or, or you know. Um, that's unbelievable. And that's, so I will put my water, I will get water and put it out like with um, Psychic Kelly was saying, mm -hmm. one of her good tips to put it out in the full moon yep. and do that. So I've got my water that Powerful. I do that with, but I actually do get the church water, holy water that yeah. I have and I have some here and at, at yeah, home. Yeah, because you time. use that in your sprays. You can put that in your spray bottles and put it in the sprays, yeah. just cleanse the energy in the house. Brilliant. Um yeah, absolutely. So energized. Wow. But, um, yeah, what a fascinating story that was. And yes. I'm so glad that I got to share that with you all. Oh my lord. I'm so pleased you shared that. 
um, Beck, yeah, that's hair raising, hair raising. Um, yeah. I've got a couple of tools too, and I, um, you know, I don't know how I can follow on from that, but um, one of the things, and I said it earlier, is if this one is what you want, you know, encounter, and I'm sure everyone does, but, you know, we want to be nice and present, as I said before, so you need to be walking around with your eyes open. And, you know, that sounds ridiculous. I mean, obviously you're walking with your eyes open, but it's really paying attention. You know, how often do you stop and look at the detail in a leaf, you know, the veins in a leaf or the petals on a flower or the chrysalis you just walked past or the little caterpillars, you know, I stop and I look at all that sort of stuff. And I've been doing that since I was a kid and I don't miss much. You know, I don't, I don't feel like I miss much. I feel like I'm very observant. So, you know, I guess I'm open to encounters, you know, I'm not sort of, you know, seeking them out or looking for them everywhere. You know what I mean? But I do try to pay attention. And so when someone does something and I kind of get a weird energy around it or a weird vibe, then, you know, I'm all ears, you know, cause that's, that's how you get those messages through. Like I said, with that singer that I talked to and, um, and Joanna, I mean, you know, if you're walking into the pub and, you know, you feel like you got to go up and talk to that person, go up and talk to that person, you know, that was an intuitive pull. And had she not done that, her life might've been quite different. So we don't want to miss those opportunities and, um, you know, let them know you're keen to communicate. Like Beck was saying before, invite them in, um, play high vibrational music. Beck sort of talked about that as well. Um, but pose a question and see who drops in. You know, I've been doing that a bit lately where I've been putting a question out there and then uh, I've been waking up sort of around the same time each morning because we're on a quite a busy road. And, you know, sometimes I'll just put vinyl beats on and try to drift a little bit. And I do find that I can sort of, in my mind, sort of ask questions and get sort of answers. And I feel like I kind of know everything at that point. It's weird. Like often I'll come out of that and kind of go, oh, I don't remember all of it. You know, I don't remember all the answers or something, but it's a bit like when you listen to Esther Hicks, it's like, oh, that's just truth. Whatever they're saying to me, I'm like, yeah, that's truth. Um, but yeah, I may not remember all the details, but, uh, it certainly feels like at the time that I know everything, <laughs> the answers to everything. Um, and that's just raising your vibration, isn't it? But, you know, also surrounding yourself with the high vibrational crystals. Um, I use my heart space bowl and my alchemy bowl, which is tuned to the third eye. I play them together and I call the angels in a fair bit as well. And that blue bowl, uh, my alchemy bowl was actually tuned to marine creatures. So, uh, whales and dolphins, um, Becky, we're just going to say something, I think. I was going to say, it's funny that you should just bring up Esther Hicks because I was mm. about to do it again. Oh, <laughs> I brilliant. That's okay. one of my, that's one of the tools I use to improve my life. Mm -hmm. um, on my way to work, I will listen to one of the short episodes on YouTube there that have sort of come up. So it's just sort of the random ones that come up because I'm subscribed to it and I'll just pick it and go. Um, and this week has actually been about compassion. A lot of the stuff that I've been listening to and synchronicities as well mm. is about having compassion yeah um so you know being present and it's really i mean look i i know i have had um some incredible experiences in this life where it's compassion has just been you know gotten you through it or not yet well no it's just been really hard to find in uh -huh, those right yep 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 really hard to find i get it um but actually having you know the strength just to to work through that and and find that compassion helps a lot mm -hmm. helps yep. a lot and i find it like more so now i'm doing a much better job at, at having compassion for you know people when they do things cut you off in traffic yeah people that, you know you, you have no choice but to deal with in life mm -hmm. other people you know all these different things um so compassion has been something i have been um working on a lot over the last few several several months michelle several mm -hmm. months mm -hmm. um in particular always have been a compassionate person um to a degree but really working on those those ones that are a bit trickier you know 
yeah. trying to understand and, and have that faith there. Yeah. Um, again, coming back to doing the meditations and asking the angels and to help me heal so I can, you know, put out better vibrations in, into the world. Yeah. Um, I was out the back talking to my grandmother the other day. I was walking up and down. There's a long patch of grass and I'm just walking up and down in bare feet, just sort of grounding while I'm talking to her. And out of the corner of my eye, I saw, I, I swear, it was like this huge rat running along the side of the house. I'm like, oh, no. Um, and my grandmother's going, well, you can't use bait. And I'm like, no, I won't use bait. I've got the dogs and that's awful. I couldn't do that to it anyway and blah, blah, blah. Ended up going down to Bunnings, local Bunnings store, buying a humane rat trap figured out how to use it all, made sure that, yes, it was going to be humane. So let's just wait and see if we catch something. Anyway, this this little thing, I checked it the next day, nothing there. Checked it later on the next day, still nothing there. Checked it the next evening and I had caught something. Like Whoa. I first noticed that, that the bait was gone and then I looked and the door was gone and I sort of looked and then in between where the bait was and the door was this tiny little creature. Oh, and Oh, it was like a little, it was like a little rat. And I was just like, oh my gosh. And it just looked so scared and I felt terrible, but oh. it was better than, you know, doing this. And I thought I'll, I'll release it somewhere else, you know, in woodland somewhere where it can, it can, you know, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, my daughter comes out and she has one of my, when one of my girls come out and she has a look and she's like, oh my gosh. So she's feeding it through the cage and I made sure it's got water through the cage. Like we're, you know, trying to do everything we can to help this. Oh my God. Please tell me it's your pet now. (laughs) No, it's not. It was very, very, very wild. Very, very wild. Um, So anyway, took it out to like this forest area, this like foresty area that we could, you know, release it. I didn't want to have it, you know, people have said, like one of my neighbors said oh look I'll, I'll take care of it if you can't do it I'm like no, no I couldn't even do that I no, could no, that's no. just awful no 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 you can't do that I you know you know I I, I, I can't stand huntsmen's but I can't stand them being killed either so I just no. I, I'll cry I will cry I will cry for a week if you do that so I took this out um when I released it I left a banana where I left it let it go for it so that there was a banana there so it had something to eat because it was later on in the afternoon I didn't want it to run off and not have (laughs) be hungry not be able to find food in this new environment so I left some food there for a banana and a couple of (laughs) the little things and Matt's just shaking his head at me going only you would think to bring a picnic for it um so I did that let it go but as I opened the cage to let this this thing go it actually on its legs started hopping away michelle you had a baby rabbit it was a kangaroo rat so they're an actual yes i looked at it and straight away i thought why are you hopping and it was not like running or scurrying and it wasn't like jumping with its front feet and you know it was on two legs it was on two legs and it was hopping and i looked and i'm like like, amazing oh my gosh but they're also they are native yeah. and they are very much in danger and very much extinct. Oh my god! Almost. Some some parts of them are extinct. Some like breed species of them are oh extinct. Oh my god! And a lot of them are endangered. 
And it wasn't until I got home that I realised, like I saw it, I was just like, I'm so glad I didn't put bait down. I'm so glad I didn't put one of those horrible death traps down. I'm so glad, so glad, so glad that I had the compassion and trusted my instinct not to do this. Oh, my gosh. To do it in a nice way. Obviously, I I can't really have them around the house. Um, And we've had a lot. There's been mouse plagues everywhere. But he's like um, a different I was just, species altogether. But this is, yeah, this is like, you know, marsupial. I couldn't, wow. couldn't believe it. That would have been um, amazing to release, like to give to the wildlife guys and see if they could like breed or do something. I mean, if they're in danger. You know what? If I had have realised what yeah. it was before I let it go, I yeah. probably would have shown them and asked them what to do with it. But I was just trying to do something you know, do the right yeah, thing. Yeah, you didn't realise. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's right. So I had, I didn't even realise what it was until I saw it that's actually. Unbelievable. Leaping, wow. like bounding along. Wow. Um, and I just got in the car. I'm like, did you see it? Did you see it? And Matt's like, no, I didn't. I didn't. I'm like, it was jumping like this. It was like, boom. and he said, rats jump. And I said, no. No, they do not. I've had rats it as pets. They do not do that. They jump and not on <laughs> two legs. Like definitely. Yeah. Not. I mean, if he was going to try and race out of the cage, he might he jump, just run. Take yeah. yeah. And then he'd run. But he'd still he be was, on four this, legs. This thing was about, it looked like a kangaroo. I just definitely looked at it. And so I, I thought kangaroo straight away I thought kangaroo and then I remembered there's this thing called kangaroo rat so then I spent the afternoon looking up and researching these things so that was um you know trusting those instincts and your Mm. compassion getting back onto topic Mm. um is is such an important thing to do if you really you know that is unbelievable wow Wow, you just keep you keep topping these stories. Like you gave me a really good one, Topic. and then I'm like, oh, okay, with my little point, and then you're like, boom, you hit me with the kangaroo mouse, kangaroo rat. My God, um, I almost forgot about him. But, oh, um, what a fantastic yeah, I just, story! It was just the the compassion part of yeah. it. Yeah, reminded me to 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 speak of that. And when you said Esther Hicks, and and it mm. just sort of rolled it off. Mm-hmm. But um, amazing. Oh, Michelle, your stories are not. By no means are they boring. Oh, no, but I mean, I just had like a few like, oh, you know, wispy, wishy-washy kind of things and you're like boom and boom and like nailing stuff. I'm like, oh, my God. Um, Anyway. I've I've had an incredible week. I've had just so many things. Far out, man. Far out. And that's Mm. the gratitude. Actually, just on that, um, we might do an episode on this, but I actually recommended to a family, I'm seeing their 14-year-old son pretty regularly and he's got ADHD and I was sort of saying to them, you know, as a family, because the mum's sort of like, oh, you know, he's um, playing a lot of games, he's sort of addicted and we're sort of locking things away and la, la, la and all of this. And it's not super fun, you know, because it is addiction. And so, you know, he's not allowed to get to the devices and that sort of thing. And I was like, well, you know, what if we sort of do this and do that? And what if we um, have like a gratitude thing around the table, you know, dinner table or before bed, you know, we're all sort of have to come up with three things we're grateful for. And I gave them a few different examples and, you know, she was like, oh, yeah, I've never thought about that because all the focus was sort of on the negative, like the punishment and that this, you know, has to be done because you did this thing and la, la, la. And it's like, what about the um, the gratitude, bringing more of that into the family? Because she's trying to repair, yeah. you know, trying to bring everyone back together. And, you know, um, he's, you know, 14 at the moment. He's going to get his license. He's sort of going on 15 things. So he's getting his license, I think, next year. Um, so, you know, then they get a bit more independence and you really want to make sure that everything's cool before they get that hey so um, definitely yeah she just thought that was a really good suggestion so they're gonna try and implement some of those things and i've given them my binaural beats my favorite binaural beats tune as well so 
yeah, um, I just thought that was cool uh, to mention that and as that's well. A, yeah, that's a fun thing to do. We do that, um, you know, Gratitude. Not on a regular, like not yeah. every night or, yeah. or anything like that. But we yeah. will actually sit there and I'll, I'll sit there and just sort of go, do you know what? I'm so grateful that this happened today. And then mm. my youngest will go, well, I'm grateful for this. And then my mm. son will go, oh, I'm grateful for this. And then eventually, you know, sort of everyone's put, put yeah. in something like that and we just worth. sort of sit there and then of course 15 minutes later they're arguing like kids do yeah but you it's know. nice to have those moments those small moments yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and it's good to make a habit out of it it's nice to do it every so often yeah. it's good to make a habit out of it as well I think when you're sort of um you know before bed or you know after dinner or something um it's nice to have yeah. those little moments with the family uh but next time we have a conversation we'll be talking about house clearings and uh, my background is paranormal, but um, as I said, Beck and I both like to watch paranormal shows um, and listen to the podcasts and all of that. So, you know, I'll be talking about, I guess, you know, when you make the call, some people kind of don't really know. Some people are like, oh, I think there's something there, but I'm not really sure. Um, and what's involved with the process and maybe some examples of what can happen. Beck may have examples of, you know, poltergeists or, you know, whatever in her house. Um, we've got that one that's turning on the uh, volume a lot, Rebecca, still. So, the volume came on when we were doing Reiki, all the girls are sitting around, we're learning. And I'm yeah. like, what is that? And you could hear, cause it's always, it sort of catches out of the blue and we ran over and we're like, Oh, the TV's on again. So we turned that off and that happened at 10 past 11 past four, four 11 the other morning. Um, Sissy was really agitated, ran downstairs and the TV's on. So um, yeah, it's just interesting that that seems to keep happening uh, when they are around. Um, so we'll be talking a little bit about that next time we communicate, Rebecca. Absolutely. I've got um, one in particular that I just sort of came to mind um, about my mother's house when I went in there and actually did a, a full on clearing mm -hmm. of her house there, um, which is it was just incredible even my wow. sister today she's just like do you remember this and I'm like oh, of course I do I'm yes. never gonna forget that yes um, I do and then and then that little girl and then the cupboard that keeps opening Wow, my partner Matt, Matt in the kitchen. He's standing there eating his that's cereal. Right. The covered. Get your mate, yeah, that's the same as Jason. Get your mate to uh, turn that off, turn the TV yeah. off, or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. right. Yeah, Matt's the same. Matt's yeah. the same. He's like, can you can you just ask your friends to close the cupboard if they're going to open it? Sort it out, Rebecca. Sort it out. All right, love. Well, that's been a great chat. I can't wait to catch up. That's going to be really good. We've got a lot of uh, stories, so we've given it a little teaser, and we'll uh, go into detail with that next time we have a conversation beautiful and you know if anyone wants to pop up any any stories that they may have yeah. on before awesome. the next episode yeah. before the next episode they yep. can leave them in comments on the page or email yep. them through maybe we amazing. can read out some of them yeah that'd be amazing so definitely inviting that right. yeah thank you so much for listening to the living enlightened podcast rebecca and i'll see you for episode nine next week wonderful thank you everyone thanks michelle thank you love